0: You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now, here's our featured sermon of the week. Beauty, ha. ooh, the beauty. <laughs> it just, know, you get all tingly. You just get all tingly inside thinking about the word of God. It's just, just make you feel. I mean, God, just to behold the the the, the goodness of God in Scripture. I love it. I, I, I truly, I truly enjoy. Uh, seeing God in scriptures and in church. Sometimes I think we do ourselves a disservice by be, becoming this application-heavy Christian. Which it's okay. It's good to be like, okay, how does this apply? And you know, we'll get into this and we'll apply the word of God. But many times we that 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 can lead a slippery slope down into something that God doesn't intend for us to kind of walk in. Um, application-heavy is a, it it can lead to a train wreck. What happens is application leads to this consumerism of Christianity where it becomes all about kind of me, you know? And then it's just like, ah, and what can I, what can I dig? What can I get out of this? Which in turn can turn into more like just Devo reading. Like, oh, I got my five minute Devo in. (sighs) Ah, man, it's so much more. Which in turn turns into this narcissism where the scriptures becomes just about me which in turn pretty much you if it doesn't apply to me or if it doesn't like do what i want it to do you just stop reading and in essence you stop applying what you read so it's crazy application heavy teaching or learning is actually leads to less application but how much greater is it If we didn't do that, but rather we just took delight in the Lord, right? Reading the Bible, is not necessarily always about growing in Christ, but rather delighting in Christ, delighting in God. Like, like this is a that's a that's a game changer when you see it, because the byproduct of delighting in God is just natural. You take on his nature. You take on. And God is so good by when we just delight in him, his goodness, his mercy, his love allows us to partake of of his goodness so it's kind of a paradox where you know where it's kind of upside down in a way but God has always said that he is divine and we are the branches so we don't look at the bible or the word as a law book that does have law in it but as a relationship as a relationship book and that changes everything the bible says taste and see." how good I taste, take, take, partake, feast. You know, there's always just this, this way of God saying, I want you to be just consumed in me, not necessarily the other way around. So I I just want to encourage you because it's, it's, it's similar to, uh, I'm staying here too long. It's similar to, um, Uh, having a barber or a a great designer or a favorite athlete like you're not trying to be that like I can't do what LeBron do the greatest of all time I can't I can't do it you know but I can I I can and y'all ain't gonna hear the rest of my message everybody just done my fault man (laughs) I can't do that but I can appreciate that and it can inspire me in another area so you know we have a relationship with God we don't you don't have a relationship with the IRS federal tax code, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it is it's a law book that you abide by. But God is calling you to what? Abide in. Oh. <laughs> abide in. So as we navigate these scriptures and we as we talk about this passage, I want us to really first and foremost just enjoy what God's doing in a way. So, Acts 16, verses 6 through 15. I titled this Lydia the Noble. Uh, Yeah, Lydia. All right, got a couple ladies, ladies, the dudes. Come on, stay with me, fellas, man. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. Acts 16, verses 6 through 15. I'm going to kind of read halfway here. We'll talk about it, and then we'll continue. It says, they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. This is Paul and Silas on the second missionary journey. Luke writing here. They have been forbidden to or forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Wow. When they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bethania. But the spirit of Jesus, again, did not allow them. Passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. Verse 9, during the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man, a Greek man, was standing and pleading with him. Man said, cross over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So cool as a kid. I, I I had the opportunity to travel. We used to travel back and forth to Jersey. my home to my hometown home state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. You know, and we travel 14-hour ride. And there were, <laughs> there were many times or a couple of times where I, I remember where me and my mom would travel uh, and, and just go to Jersey and back either for the summer or something to that effect. And At the time, we didn't have ways. We didn't have GPS or or, or Google Maps and Apple Maps and all of these ways. But we did have these big maps, gas station maps, that you had to. uh, Yeah, yes, let's go. And you had to hold it out like you was dancing with it as you were, you know, like trying to find you. Like I'm dancing with this bad boy, right? But for the most part, you knew how to get. We knew how to get to Jersey. You know, you take 65 to 40 to 81 to the Turnpike. You in Jersey? You know it. Come on, man. Good to have some Jersey folks in the building. Let's go. <laughs> 65 to 40, 81 to the Turnpike. Oh, 95. Yeah, that's a more scenic route. Take you through. Ball. Hold on, hold on. I Okay, 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 okay. That's okay. south. If you go in South Jersey, you know. Well, we was. Listen. I'm already pressing for time, and I'm playing. <laughs> but the. But, but, <laughs> Maybe we didn't go there. We're Messing up my, my, my. Yeah. Sometimes you needed a map. We <laughs> needed a map right now. <laughs> but you really only needed the map if you ran into traffic, because you kind of knew how to get there. But if you incur- incurred some traffic in your life, You had to figure out: Will it be quicker if I get off on exit 37? Maybe we can follow these cars around and jump back on on exit 46 or something to that effect. And I'm here today, that today, to tell you that the Holy Spirit is your perfect guide for your life. Paul and Silas was not intending on going to Greece, and he they got forbidden two times, twice, to go to Greece. But Holy Spirit said, no, I am your perfect guide, and I'm going to show you, and I'm going to direct. If there are situations in your life where you feel like you are in traffic, like you are just stuck on the right, to the front of me, to the left, there's just things, issues going on all around me. Man, I'm in in a time crunch. I got to get here in a certain time. I'm running low on gas. The people in the car just driving me nuts. I I don't know what what I'm going to do holy spirit comes in he guides you in two ways firstly he guides you internally so regardless of what's going on around you god is trying to and wanting to stabilize you he first and foremost comes in and gives you what is it love joy peace patience patience faithfulness, self-control. God is, God is like, okay, I, I want, I want Holy Spirit here to just be able to r- settle you. Because when you're unsettled, you can't think straight. So how are you going to do what God's telling you to do if you're not settled in your own spirit? And then secondly, God comes and Holy Spirit guides us externally. And he says, okay, now it's time to get off on this exit. Or I need you, I need you to, I need you to stay right here. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, I know it's challenging, but guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm working something on the inside of you, and uh, man, you are gonna be a blessing where you are. Man, what if we prayed for the things that's going on around you? What if God placed you in a in an uncomfortable spot where there's no might not be any other believers, any other Christians, but you? And if we jet out of that, ooh, man, what do you expect, right? So God is sometimes calling us to stick it out in that place that feels stuck because he's wanting to show us something or wanting us to be that light. You know, many times we'd be praying for things, praying, Lord, Lord let, it, let, let there be change, let there be revival. But if we got to go to places that need revival, <laughs> we out of, if we out of, out of places, what are we going to do? <laughs> so I say that to say this Paul had this vision wasn't intended on going to Greece. This so man like, man, no, I'm in Asia. Why are you taking me over here? And it's so funny that he meets up with women outside on the Sabbath. And I always say, man, if you, if you really want to know what God is up to, listen to these spiritual, mature women that are around you. Listen to your wife. Listen to to spiritual elderettes and and, and deaconesses and prophetesses and (laughs) listen to them because I feel like God is always around where the the women are are mature and walking because my wife, I'm going to be real, man. My wife makes me feel like an idiot sometimes. not on purpose, and it's that, that's, the, that's probably worse. It's one thing to be like, man, I'm just show you. But she she just has this calmness and this, this fine tuning that we, we I'm, I'm over here fasting and praying and, and doing everything which your way, thinking I'm trying to do something, and there's just a peace and a tuning you know how they say, man, you got Holy Spirit and then you got your wife. Like, uh, <laughs> like man, they, I, I know God is God, King of Kings, but man, you you close. You're tuning in. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> you t- just, just tuned in. so I just say that to say that, man, the, these, these women, that your wife, your spouse, is, is very important just to hear and to listen because Scripture shows, like, we look in the Scriptures and we see amazing women. And are doing some things like Zipporah saved Moses. <laughs> Exodus 4:25. Read, read, read. Check that out. Like, oh, and she was mad about it too. Y'all know the story. <laughs> you know the story. You know the story. <laughs> you know. We know about Esther. We know she was a brave hero. The Roost. The Debras, right? Like Deborah was. Uh, uh, while the men was fearful and, and full of trepidation, like she was a warrior for the Lord. You know, we see Hoda, who was not only one of the good prophet prophetess during her day, but also a scholar and, and a teacher in the schools. We, we see um, the Marys at the crucifixion and at the resurrection. We see Mary and Elizabeth, you know, ushering in the Son of God, while Zechariah and Joseph were trying to kind of Get that thing together. Right. We see we see Priscilla and we see Phoebe and we see Tabitha. And we, I mean, we see Philip and his four, four daughters. Right. We see the Samaritan woman at the well. That is probably the first evangelist. Right. It said they heard the woman's testimony and many believed. She testified of Jesus. The list just goes on and on to the break. Okay <laughs> No I don't know. where we are okay. <laughs> so it's just amazing and it's beautiful, so so Paul gets this vision from a man pleading to come help us in Greece, and he goes to Greece, and it's not a man there, it's a woman there, along with other women that are praying on the Sabbath and let's pick up reading here from verse eleven it says, From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight to to the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, a Roman colony and a leading city in the district of Macedonia. We stayed in that city for several days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. A God-fearing woman, a worshiper of God named Lydia, a dealer or seller in purple goods or purple cloth from the city of Thyatira was listening. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. See, Lydia teaches us to really discover the beautiful wonders of God because this is only five verses about this lady, but there's so much truth and depth here if we actually kind of stop and slow down and see exactly what God is saying, because God is speaking a spiritual reality and manifesting it in a natural way for us to really take a hold of it and and, and really um, understand it so that we can walk in an amazing purpose. This is God being very intentional and very beautiful. So, So Lydia is a Probably a Jew. Uh, she's worshiping on the Sabbath, and uh, she's from Thyatira, which was, had many Jewish colonies at the time. And her name means, in, in, in Hebrew, it means standing pool. Okay. Okay. But she wasn't in the Jewish world anymore. She was now selling purple goods in Greece. Her Greek name means noble one. It means beautiful one. How cool is that, that, that God many times, sometimes you might be wondering why. Why am I in this position? Why am I here? This doesn't make sense. These things doesn't make sense. But, but God is so full of intentionality that he knew that Lydia would be doing a lot of ministry and work in Greece. That that name, her name, her identity would actually make more sense where she was serving. How cool is that, right? Many of you know my name is Edwin. But I went by Eddie Moe for the longest, and I prefer not to be called Eddie. You know, so And all of y'all are like, man, what? I've been calling you Eddie for 10 years. Why are you going to change your name? You can't. You ain't got a right to change your name. That's how I know you. But my mom called me Edwin, and I really didn't have an understanding of the, the, the power of that name, and not necessarily the power, but the, the reasoning behind what that name means. That name means rich friend, which means, I believe, being rich in friendship. You know, of uh, uh, being able to to understand, being able to come alongside, being able to 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 just be a f- a friend for people, and I I really do take take pride in that. You know, so um, for, to transition from a from a stage name to my real or to the name that my mom fought for, actually, <laughs> now I don't think about it. She fought for this name. That, I mean, my dad wanted me to be something else, but she kind of she was like, "Nah, we going with this." and yeah and 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 sometimes you really don't understand but God is saying no I'm taking you in actually into a new season Uh, and this is just another layer of the identity that I'm wanting to show uh, just to show you it's funny I went to England and I went to a city called York and went to an Anglican church and had worship there and the archbishop of uh, that that founded that church was King Edwin and I was like, wow, how cool is that? You know, it's just a little tip, little love nugget that God was kind of just, yeah, <laughs> it's pointing. And I was just like, wow, that's cool. You know, that's an English name. I'm like, well, why do I have a, an, an English name? Well, you know, God's doing things that I wouldn't anticipate or know. So sometimes you, God sees your future and he knows things that might not make sense for you right now, but that, that thing's gonna come to fruition, I promise you. And, and number two here, this is, this is something to think about and look at. There is a slight possibility that this wasn't even her name. Uh, her, her name was Lydia, and check this out. She was from Thyatira, a uh, very wealthy place, very wealthy town, and she, which is modern day Turkey. And 35 miles north of Thyatira is an the empire called Lydia. Right, and this is, it has turned into, turned into a Roman province in Asia that is very, very, very rich, very ri- rich. It was just really cool. So, so some say, and I, I'm not staking my, 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 planting my stake there or anything like that, but many say that they were just identifying her by the region that she was from. So Thyatira is wealthy <laughs> and a very wealthy town. Then you have uh, Lydia, the, the empire, the Roman province that's very wealthy very rich. And then she goes to uh, Philippi, which is a leading Roman colony as well that's taking place. So everything, like God's already, like pre, like the destiny is already on Lydia in her life. It's, it's amazing. And then it says that she was a seller of purple goods or cloth. And sometimes we just kind of bypass that little, like she was just hustling and you know working at a flea market and just trying to make ends meet and just kind of selling purple cloth. You know, I got a purple cloth, purple cloth, two for 10, three for 15. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we can read in with these Western eyes, but no, there is amazing and significant detail in this. Like, Like purple is hard to make, very hard to manufacture. And it is a, like, true purple, the dye, it comes from, I'm going to get to that, it's a rare commodity. And just as we, you know, as, as diamonds are uh, made through heat and through pressure and we, 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 wear, we used to wear these alligator shoes and these mink coats and, and and these pearls that come from oysters, well, this rare, this authentic, this dye that doesn't fade, that is, that is just, um, just um, labor intense, costly, actually comes from snails. <laughs> how crazy is that? And not only snails, but the mucus. <laughs> you can't make this up, can you? <laughs> kind of can, actually. Um, <laughs> but it comes from the mucus of sea snails. <laughs> and the, how, how crazy. So, so this has caused it to be very, very rare, hard to make, and hard to come by, making making it royal, where kings and, and and rich people and and people of the elite want this product. They want this purple because everybody don't have purple, and we see this in a, in the literal text. We see it in a in a historical concept of purple everywhere you go. Purple. Everybody says royalty, royalty, royalty. It's just, and we also see it in the biblical text. You know, and we see where Jesus. When he was about to be beaten and crucified, the Roman soldiers, and in Mark 15:16, the Roman soldiers put a purple robe on him, mocking his royalty, not knowing that they were fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> how crazy is that we see in proverbs 31 where the virtuous woman the whole passage is talking about her, her 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 ability to be even entrepreneur her ability to love her ability just to be in the essence of who god is we see her it says her clothing was of fine linen and of purple how great how amazing is that we we see it all throughout the temple in the tabernacle we see King David, archaeologists have, have backed and, and, and supported that King David and Solomon actually had this same pure purple that, that doesn't die or, or not die, but doesn't fade and and, and just stays regal. They, they wore this. So this Lydia, who is a seller of this purple cloth, probably they, they, there's... There, there's room to to consider that she was part of an, an artisan uh, merchant association or, or guild, and I was like, what is a guild? All I know is uh, the Lollipop Guild, you know? And so I was like, what is that? What's a guild? You know, we represent... Anyway. <laughs> you know, that was my... Hey, man, that's a top five movie. Another another time for another day. Little Wizard of Oz. But... I say that because with that, her being part of these, this, this possible association, it, she was a woman of influence, she was a woman of clout, she was a woman that, that was entrepreneurial and, and had a business savvy about her. And everything that she did pointed to wealth, to status, to royalty, to prestige, to luxury, to prosperity. Thyatira, wealthy. The empire, Lydia, wealthy. Philippi, wealthy. She's selling these purple goods. She out praying on the Sabbath with other women. Like, real, real, like, this, is, this no longer becomes five verses about Lydia. Let's get to Paul and Silas in the jail. You know, because we know about Paul and Silas in the jail. Right? That comes immediately afterwards. But we, we, we miss these five little verses. And I believe that God is like, man, I want you to, I really want you to see what I'm doing and how I'm going. We see the priests uh, were, were garnered in this purple by talent. It said by talented craftsmen. God said, I want, I want skilled and talented craftsmen to, to make the garment for the priests. How amazing. This is a, a priestly uh, uh, reality that, that God is speaking to, to Lydia that I believe that we can take from. Uh, number one, she is the first Consider the first uh converted to Christianity in Europe. How cool is that, right? Like, they weren't supposed to go there. Yeah. Holy Spirit was like, hold on, bro. I know you in Asia. The, the, the Macedonian man is pleading, like, I need you to come over here. And Paul probably looking for a dude. Like, I saw a Macedonian man in my vision. Like, I'm looking for this dude. Next thing you know, they see, the, see these women praying. How cool. I mean, come on. God is working in something that might seem unlikely for us. Through a foreign woman, time she's foreign, like she's a foreigner in this land. And some other women, some other ladies. God is working outside of the synagogue. Like these are divine, divine appointments. The kingdom of God is full of intentionality. Full, full of like you think that not random does not exist <laughs> like oh I just ran into this random guy and I pray for him in the store no 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 God God knew he knew her whole household you say who in the house oh I don't know uh, I don't know and there's no record of her like she did have to go you know in, in this tradition you probably oh I got to check with my husband and you know women weren't necessarily regarded in in a manner that you're like oh yeah just come on over but Apparently, she had enough prestige to have her place and have maybe other women that work with her in that in that place or or people that were just, you know, I don't know who she had in the house, but it says her whole household got baptized. Right. So God is about you and those around you. Right. Like, 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 like I know we want our elbow room. I want my elbow room sometimes, too, like on a plane. You know, I'm like, ah somebody sitting here. But that's that's really wrong of me. You know, I, I ain't only one. I know a lot of y'all are like, man, I don't want nobody sitting next to nobody. Take that middle seat. Let that middle seat be. Empty. <laughs> it's a real thing. But, you know, God is always considering those around you. Everything that God shows you might not be necessarily for you, but for the person around you. And then we see the grace of God. And I won't belabor the point of, of where Lydia in her background and everything that she was doing, it just pointed, it was like almost as if Lydia couldn't help it in a way. Like I'm just walking, I'm just, I'm just being who I am. And everywhere I go, there's there's just richness and there's there's blessing and there's there's favor. You know, like I'm I'm chilling outside. We praying, we chilling. And Paul come up, and now the whole house gets saved. How cool is that? This is grace. God's grace for you is more than sufficient. Two words I want to address, and I got to move here. And y'all gave me so much time, and I'm still, that's that's sad. He, <laughs> he said, man, I'm going to give you extra time. Gave me extra time, and I'm still pushing it. <laughs> <That's>, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Two, <laughs> two, two words I want, I want to bring up here. I, I, the church is called to walk in an overflow. Like, like that word, it mean, simply means being completely full, uh, almost falling off the brim, where whatever comes around you, they feel it. They, like, like just who you are, the essence of, of you being connected to the Lord and being plugged in with God, like other people can just feel that and, and, and can taste that and can draw near to that. We are called to walk in that. that, being completely full. To have excess, to have surplus. I believe this is what, what Lydia, this story of Lydia is showing. Like, this is just a natural kingdom principle of, of walking in the abundance of the Lord. I've come to give you life and life what? More abundantly. Like, seriously. Like, this is the identity that God's wanting to show us and, and give us. Uh, number, number, the other word that I feel like we need to abolish as a church. We need to stop saying it. We got to stop saying it and we got to reposition ourselves so that we're not walking in that. It's overwhelmed. You know what that word means? It means defeated completely. That's a terrible. Def, that's a terrible word. Like we we oh I'm so we, and we say it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm and, and 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 it can be valid. Like there's things going on, but we can We 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 really got to reposition the way we speak in to our circumstances and our situations. It means to bury or to drown beneath a huge mass. Like, like no, no, that's not who God. That's not what God put on you. You know, those are burdens. Those are yokes that that God hasn't called us to carry. If we're feeling that that overwhelmed, if we're feeling that that way. And so I'm calling and I'm, I'm, I'm persuading in a way that 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 there is an opportunity that God is allowing us to walk in overflow to really uh, be so locked into who he is and not become and walk in the almost just a byproduct of his grace and his mercy and, and and what you believe you know so it's important i say this that paul was persuaded to stay it's imme- god is about immediate ministry and service it's funny that they say that lydia was a seller of goods and she essentially sold paul and silas on coming to the crib come said in <laughs> coming to the house <laughs> And being uh, and encouraging that ministry time. How cool is that 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 was an immediate gift that she naturally had that she used for the kingdom of God. Right. So and it, it said Paul and Silas were persuaded by Lydia. I say this and I and I try to get to the, to the end of here because I believe this is important. You are royalty. You are you are you are. God has called you royalty. Isaiah 62, it says, you will be given a new name that the Lord's mouth will announce. You will be a glorious crown in the Lord's hand and a royal diadem in the palm of your God's hand. You will no longer be called deserted and your land will not be called desolate. First Peter 2, 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See the why do you see the why though? Like you are a, a royal priesthood so that you can proclaim his greatness. Not so I can just get, get, get so that you can go tell, tell, tell and proclaim. His excellencies, like, like the, the mysteries and the beauty, like God gives us these nuggets of His grace and His goodness, and it's just fascinating. It's gorgeous to see how God is, is, is unveiling Himself humanity it doesn't make sense to the angels the angels are like man I, I long to look into this salvation that you provide sinful man it's a it's a mystery the angels singing holy 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 these are like they are fascinated and captivated by who God is and that is a that's something that i, I want us to begin to shift our attention to seeing and, and realizing the amazing beauty of the Lord this whole idea of purple and, and the, the royalty that comes with purple. Um, this has been, <laughs> oh my, This is God has sh- show me this color, <laughs> crazy, not random, crazy. He has showed me this color about two years ago uh, to the point where I even dyed my hair, a piece of my hair was purple, <laughs> like ser- seriously. And I thought at the time I was doing it because it was just like I was just frustrated with the Christianity and politics. And I was just like, man, what's going on here? You know, it's no red. There's no blue, man. It's just it's just purple. It's things you agree on both sides, disagree on both sides. I I ain't taking sides. There's something greater than 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 anything here. And so I, I dyed my hair purple just to kind of as a, almost as a, a frustration with the, the how the church was looking at politics. And, and this turned into more education where God showed me this color and then come to find out I went back to school and the school was, the colors were purple. And then he opened up another opportunity where my wife and I, we serve at a school and that school is purple. So it went from Political to like educational opportunities that he was like just showing me this color, and I'm like, Wow, God, uh, you're just working through this and it's he took it even a step further where it went not political or educational but identity and where this is truly i I'm speaking even as many are like, man why are you changing your why are you changing your name back to Edwin and it's really like an identity thing that I was Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you think you firm and identified in the Lord until something happens and you're like, wait, now I got too much stock in something this. I need to really center myself in the Lord here. So as I close here, I'm going to ju- I want to just share about and we don't have to play just yet. I want to share some testimonies that God has shown in my life or shown and showcased in my life over the just the last 18 months or so, which is really kind of crazy. Uh, to see what he's done, but I'm not gonna leave it there with just like a Facebook highlight. I want you to see the other side of it so that we can get to a final conclusion here. So uh, about a year ago, my wife and I, we was able to buy a house, and not only buy a house, but to have a house exactly where we needed it to be. Uh, The prayer was, we do ministry in Columbia, we do ministry in, in Spring Hill, and we needed to be right smack dab in the middle of ministry and God there was a limited amount of homes that was taking place during this time and God opened up an opportunity for us to move right in pretty much the Neapolis area not only did he provide us a house but this house is way bigger than two people it doesn't really make sense and this is hard for me to share but God's telling me I need to do this not just so that I don't feel like you have to always seclude sin and kind of be less than we were able to start a business uh, that, that was geared towards um, bringing resources and, cur- uh, and, and uh, opportunities and, 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 and just ministry opportunities to people that are on the fringes of society. You know, like crazy, amazing, like, and, immediate, and have almost immediate impact uh, in our cities, in our community, in favor with the Lord. After 15 years of being out of school, a two-year program, I graduated with my master's in a year and a half. Yeah, (laughs) we're going somewhere. I'm not just saying this just to say it. Trust me, this is hard for me to do. Um, But uh, also, we were able, I proposed to my wife at Times Square uh, in New York City, and we were able to celebrate our five-year anniversary in New York City, five years later. How cool is that? I was able to go to Europe and to further my theological studies with the Lord. And that's like what people see or what you post. Facebook, that is great. God is good. God is blessing, and it's ways that I'm like, wow, that's just I I I really felt or felt like I didn't deserve that. But then on the flip side, there are struggles and there are things that I'm still like, or or God's helping me to, to navigate. So my wife was at a gas station and experienced intimidation, bullying, and racism, calling her out of her name. You know what I'm saying? saying that she doesn't belong in this place doesn't belong here the 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 the, the anger like she was amazingly graceful and just kind of you know played it off and ignored it i wasn't there I, you know I, <laughs> lord jesus i don't know what you know sometimes you don't even know what you're going to do in those situations so praise god that i wasn't there you know you like but that was that was very that was terrible that was a hard probably more horrible for me cuz i didn't feel like i could protect her in a way that i supposed to protect her. Um, there's racism in Europe. <laughs> everywhere you go, I can't take this. I wish sometimes you just can just take the skin off. And like, man, like, why does this matter so much? Why, why you hate me? You know, like, I, I didn't know. Like, everywhere that I, many places that I went happened maybe a half a dozen times where they did not think I belonged with the group. There was one incident where I was almost kicked out of the place because of it. And it was it's like, wow, so I can't. you can't get away from it. Can't get away. You 18 people close to me, friends, family, loved ones have died over the last 18 months. You know, like, and, and I'm sitting here trying to process it like, I don't know if we can, <laughs> you know, and I'm struggling. Do people, do we care? Do we, do we care? You know, uh, th- this struggle with Christendom in America as a spiritual leader, it bothers me. Christendom is essentially Christianity with social power. Or Christianity with political power—that's the essence of what Christianum is. And Jesus never—Jesus was the ultimate minority. Like Jesus did not need for for there to be any sort of like I got to be in power. No, he knew where his true power came from. You know. So as a spiritual leader, I really struggle with the fact that God has not been enough for our people, and God is God is more. Than enough for his people. I still have pain in my body. I know that you know, like like I struggle every like every day. There's there's my my, my wife hears me groaning at night. <laughs> I'm probably sharing way too much, but there's pain. There's there's pain in my body that I I still have and I still wrestle with and navigate for the last 20 years. So some will see the highs of. Of, of, of the house or the business and things and or some will see the lows of of, of racism or the, the the lows of of pain and sickness and or, or 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 the state of the church but guess what god says your identity is not found in any of those your identity is not found in the highs or the lows Right, your, your 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 possessions, your education, your experiences, your your relationships, or the or or how people feel about you, your tragedies, your failures, any of that. Your your identity is solely based on the finished work of Jesus, and that's it. If we add to it or take away. We are doing the kingdom of God. We're doing God a disservice because God has, has chosen you and called you before anything else. Before anything else. God. God has called you royal. Yo. God has called you royal, so you don't need a relationship. You don't need a success story. You don't. You don't base it on, on on your failures, on how you feel, on 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 what people have said, on your on how what your kids may have said, what your parents may have spoken over you. No, royal priesthood, royal priesthood, and I believe that's what Lydia, the noble one, was conveying in these five verses that we can bypass is royalty outside of anything else and anything else know that you are loved, adored, and treasured and cherished by God so if you leave with nothing today just know that God is enough God is enough and He loves you, He cares for you so much, and you don't have to be identified with nothing else but that, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the sun sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.